Have an older broken computer that needs fixed? Want to get those family pictures and home videos back? Did you manage to crack the screen on your iPhone or tablet? Well, no worries. Bring it down to computer repair today in Concord, New Hampshire. If you break it, they fix it. And if you mention this ad, you receive $10 off any service. Some restrictions do apply, so check out the link in the description below. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today we're here with John Ward with a business profitability and wealth coach. How's it going? It's going great. Awesome. So uh, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. So my... uh my deal is I, you know, I spend my money to try to find ways to make uh, businesses profitable. Uh, so I look for there's certain incentives that have been made available by the federal government, state government. Um, there could be things that uh, tax planners are not aware of that they may uh, be aware of and that they, they just don't offer that type of service. So if we can help somebody, it takes me about five minutes, and I can find out whether I can save them money or not. Yeah. If I can't, then we just part ways, and, and that's you know that's the end of it. Uh, there is other things that I do, um, which is I you know structure uh, certain insurance vehicles to create um, a personal bank uh, that gives people access to cash at all times. Um, it grows tax deferred. It's tax free withdrawals. It's it's a way to become your own banker, so to speak. Yeah. And I have other uh, structures where I can help uh, these business owners become uh, prepared for the day that they're going to sell their business, whether it be succession planning, buy sell agreements, uh, help them front load um, their insurance policies that actually will grow that much faster. And there's strategies that I put together to try to help them out that way too. Cool. So what got you into all of this? It's, I know, there's a lot of life insurance sure. people out there and all this stuff, and everyone seems to have their own reasons for why they get into it. Because to me, because it's just not my field, it just sounds like super boring to me <laughs> to, to be on that end of it. Yeah, and, I know. can understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's been boring. The, the sound of it was boring to me most of my life too. <laughs> So I get it. Um, I've, I've always been a kind of a numbers guy. But, yeah. You know, I spent most of my working career, though, selling software to corporate IT departments, you know. Yeah. And I've gone through a lot of personal stuff over the last five years. Um, and I've, I've been in and out of money throughout my life, right? And so I, I've kind of been, you know, always interested in business. And, and literally, I got into the insurance business a couple of years ago, and I didn't realize, you know, I was talking to you a little bit earlier about the fact that uh, some people say, well, why don't you call it death insurance? Because I think the only time there's a benefit is if I die, right? Yeah. You know, but there's actually strategies, and it's probably the safest way to grow your money. It doesn't mean that you get diminished returns, right? There's some good good uh, different strategies that you can use with life insurance so but that but that's a difficult mind shift for people right to st- start saying that's where I'm going to store my money I'm going to mm-hmm. put it into a life insurance policy I'm going to you know collateralize you know loans based off of you know cash reserves that I have in there they, they just kind of they just don't get it and they, they because it's a, such a shift from the way we've been taught about money, right? 
And so that kind of got me down the road that, you know, like, okay, I'm looking for ways to help business people because they already sort of understand numbers, right? Yeah. They, it doesn't mean that the lay person doesn't understand it. It just means that these guys are a little bit closer to the numbers thing. And so I can go out there and find strategies, uh, incentives that they're not aware of, their tax planners are not aware of. We do certain audits that save them money with various things. And to me, that was, okay, that's the opportunity to get to people and start to say, we're going to empower you. You're going to take control of your own situation. You're not going to wait for the next crash and then go, oh, my God, the banks won't lend any money, right? Yeah. You know, like every, that's going to happen again. I mean, we're in the same monetary system we've been in right along. So it, it's bound to happen. I'm not predicting when it's going to happen. Otherwise, I'd be a bazillionaire, right? You know, mm -hmm. Short the market or do whatever I could, but it's going to happen, and they're going to tighten up again, and then you're going to be like, "Where do I get my money?" Right? And so, but I, but I, I'm not about fear mongering. I don't want that. I, that's not. I want people to take control of what they can take control of. Yeah. And so that's really I I I, I wanted to help people in some way, right? And I want to get to the business owner first and then help their employees. So I wanna help everybody. But the first way to get in the door, I think, is into the business community. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned helping the businesses by coming in and seeing some areas where they can tighten up. What are typically you're seeing from these types of things? Yeah. Because I know a lot of entrepreneurs, are, a lot of them make the same mistakes. I see it all the time with marketing and a lot of these things. So like, where are they making like, pretty glaring mistakes yeah so I, I mean I'm I'm looking at you know you know it can be various industries right mm -hmm. but I, like I was saying earlier uh, to you before the, uh, the this call or this interview is that I actually um, would say the easiest way to say is somebody owns commercial real estate right and that could be a restaurant owner it could be a car dealership yeah it could be a software company it could be a manufacturing plant so I start out there, and one of the things you can do is cost segregation, which means you can strip out pieces of the property, like the plumbing, the electrical work, uh, things that aren't considered the real property, and you accelerate the depreciation. So the standard depreciation is 39 years, yeah. but when you can depreciate certain things over you know, five years or 10 years, right, you don't have to refile your taxes to go get that that money, right? Mm -hmm. And so you go and grab it. And the, the president we have today, he's a real estate owner, right? Mm -hmm. So the tax changes we just saw in 17, 18, right? Those really are about real estate, commercial real estate. Yeah. Uh, and he's bonused. Some of this stuff can be depreciated 100% in the first year. And this is not just on new construction this is on anybody that flips over a property and each time a property flips over ownership it can be done again hmm. and so that's one quick way right yeah we also do property tax audits right so you know that's something that your tax planner is not going to do they're not going to go run down and do that for you they don't they don't do engineering so they don't do these cost segregations where you got to strip out the components of the real property yeah right so those are some of the ways. And then we get into, you know, waste management and recycling uh, contracts mm -hmm. and the audits, the credit cards, 
in, in, in the fees that are charged. So we're not trying to switch anybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, merchant, you know, we're not merchant processors, but there's so many fees yeah. that you have to, there's, there's thousands of them actually. And you're gonna make sure that you didn't get somehow categorized into a place. And so we, we look for various things like that. Um, and that's how we do it. So it's not, it's not necessary. It's hard to be in business, right? Yeah. I totally respect anybody that can run the business. I've been in businesses, they didn't always do well, you know? But, it, you know, I didn't run things right, like you said, marketing and all that kind of stuff. So that's the fail, you know, but people that, that are thriving, you know, is there an opportunity for them to also, you know, fall down, you know? So grab what's yours today and my feeling is, is that I can take that money and I can put it into a wealth growth vehicle for them. Yeah. You know, and that's that's really that's found money. They can do anything they want. They can put it into their lifestyle. They might need a new boat. They mean they their wife might want the bigger house, you yeah. know, or they want the you know, whatever. They might want to take time off. Or they can put it back into their business. But most business people, they either are putting it into their lifestyle now or they're they're putting it into their person I mean into their business. And they don't have any money, right? But there's some money that's sitting around for them to grab, and then they can start positioning themselves yeah. for the future. Yeah, you know? interesting. Now, uh, so let's jump into that part of it now. So we talked about kind of things people are making mistakes on, and now we'll talk about the actual growing of the money on the back end. Um, yeah, so I guess we can start off with what what type of things do you typically do to help them in regard to setting their money up sure. to grow because you had said it's a good way of doing it that isn't market involved generally right exactly it's not market involved so there's a there's a concept that was created by a gentleman named nelson nash he wrote a book called becoming your own banker mm -hmm. uh, nelson sadly just passed away in march at 87 years old but he spent the last 30 years of his life trying to get the word out in utilizing whole life insurance with a special rider that you have to put on the policy. And they call them high cash value or dividend paying life insurance policies. Mm -hmm. They're gonna have to be pay out. There's a day of reckoning for a whole life insurance company. These, these companies don't go insolvent. They don't get bailed out. You know, that, that doesn't happen to life insurance companies, okay? And if it's a mutual life insurance company, you are one of the owners when you're a policyholder, right? So when you're putting in your premiums, a big portion of it with the special rider is going into cash. And that cash can now be used as collateral that you can borrow against. Okay. Now you can pay yourself back or you don't have to pay it back at all. You can be totally flexible of when you pay it back. You don't have to give them any tax returns. You don't have to give them income statements. You, you qualify because they're collateralizing the loan yeah. off of what money you've already put in there, right? And the fact is they've been paying dividends for 100, you know, some of them 150 years. Uh, there's no guarantee on dividends, just like there's no guarantee in the stock market for yeah. the companies that pay dividends, right? But the fact is, is that dividends within a life insurance policy are not considered income. So they don't tax those, mm -hmm. right? That's considered a, a return of premium to the policyholder. Mm. Yeah. 
So that, but first of all, that gold can be put right back into the policy. That continues to grow it even more. So you have your guaranteed amount of growth yeah. that you're going to have to have because of that day of reckoning. But then you have this dividend that's paying out. Now you can borrow money anytime you want, and you can put an unlimited amount in there. So there's no limits like a 401k that gives you the tax deferred, because the same thing happens in one of these life insurance policies, yep. right? Gross tax deferred, but when it comes out, you take it out as a loan. So let's just say you had a million dollars in there for 10 years, you took out $100,000, mm -hmm. you know, give or take, right? You don't pay any taxes on that 100000 I mean, you put you put it in pre-tax. I mean, post-tax. Excuse me, but you don't. But you take it as a loan, right? And and a loan is not considered income. Yeah. And that that's how it works. A loan that doesn't have to does has no payment repayment terms. Hmm. So you have complete flexibility. But that's really the the bottom line. Uh, work on those kinds of structures. The other way of, as I mentioned, we could front load. So you can either take some of the savings that we found through some of the, these you know, programs that I've talked about earlier and put it into a policy, do a single premium payment up front, which you know, if it's structured correctly, and yeah. believe me, there's ways to structure these, that a big portion of that is immediately accessible as collateral. Right, so you can borrow against the almost, you know, 80, 85 percent of it mm -hmm. immediately. But the idea of front loading something, starting with, you know, I'm only going to be able to put two thousand dollars into this IRA this year, as opposed to I can put in a half a million dollars or I could put in ten million dollars. Yeah, depending on what you know, what the wherewithal of the company is, right? And really, all you're doing is you're paying interest only. If you took out if you took out a loan, if you took it and just took your own cash that we just found you and put it in as a lump sum, yeah, right, then hey, it was found money anyways, and now it's it's preparing me for the future, hmm. right? That's very cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I know we could go on this for a while. <laughs> I'm not gonna understand a lot of it. I don't even know if I've made anybody understand what yeah, I yeah. said, right? Because so, I can get on a roll because I'm yeah. so passionate about it, pretty excited about yeah. it. So yeah. for people who want to learn more and get to get a little more into this, so they need yeah. a little more hands-on personal, how do they get a hold of you? Sure. I'd love them to just give me a call. I'd love a conversation like we're having, 603-479-2511. Um, they also can reach me at john.fx.ward, W-A-R-D, at gmail.com. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a lot of fun. All right. Thank you for having me, Chris. Take care. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, definitely reach out if you have any questions about, uh, was it? so it's, uh, you said whole life policies, correct? Yeah, the whole life policies, yeah. yeah. But the profitability is where we start, and then we can put you into one of those vehicles to help you go. Cool. Yep. I want to make sure I at least understood that. Yeah. <laughs> so I got, I got all that. You did. So that's good. So <laughs> definitely reach out if you have more questions because uh, I know finances can be very confusing to a lot of people. And that people who is not confusing to have billions of dollars. And that's kind of the point, you know. So get, yeah, get let's yours. get more people into that 1% if we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, everyone be good and I'll talk to you next time. All right. Thanks, Chris. Want more New Hampshire Business Show? Find us at iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and www.nhbusinessshow.com.